Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Hi. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not bad, thank you. Even though it's a bit chilly outside. It is a bit, but as we were sitting down to record, I suddenly thought, oh my God, I feel really hot. Why do I feel so hot? (laughs) I only got a light jumper on and I realised it's because I got my hair down and I never had my hair down. (laughs) So I've tied it up and I'm now okay. (laughs) Blimey, I have to go and put an extra jumper on. (laughs) I know, my hair's like a woolen blanket over your head. It's uh, very, very warm. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, I suppose that's helpful in the winter. Yes, yes, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So what have you been doing then? Well, I have done a few different cake bits. So I did a workshop for Guildford and Woking branch of the British Craft Guild. Um, I did a takeaway workshop. That was my first one back after lockdown. Uh, there was about 15 of them, so quite a small group for their branch. But I think it was a good manageable size and it allowed everyone to space out and that sort of thing. So that went well. They all made things that look really great. I'd love to um, send you some pictures of that. And I have been making biscuits ready for a demo I'm doing from my branch on Saturday. So I'm not going to Cape International because I've stepped in to teach a workshop where we have no one. Uh, we're doing, well, I know it's just Halloween's gone, but sort of Halloween slash bonfire night themed biscuits. So I've been baking the biscuits for them and I need to pre-flood them because obviously it's November. And if we flood anything in November, <laughs> it's not going to be set by the time we go home. So... <laughs> I'm going to have to pre-flood them so they can decorate them. So I've been, I've made a start on that. Um, I also made a cake for my friend's little boy's birthday. Uh, he had the, the dinosaur cake last year and this year he still wanted dinosaurs. So I was like, right, we need to do something different. And we decided on the volcano with some dinosaurs. Thought, all good. I've got a Dalton. I'll use that. So I got the Dalton out of the loft. Uh, made up the cake batter. And once I'd made it, I thought, oh, I should probably put the tin together now. Got it out of the bag. And it was in, and it's got like the dome shape for the actual yeah. dress bit. Um, and then it's got a little, like an upside down bowl almost, a little plate that it sits on. Yeah. And there's a little bolt that goes through the middle with a screw. Yeah. Could I find... Oh, no. Could I find the bolt? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, it was, oh, sorry, it was the screw I couldn't find. So I had the right. bolt, but not the screw. And then the um, there's a core that goes through the middle that's hollow. So you, you screw the two together, and yeah. the core balances on the nut of the screw bit. Okay. Make it stand upright. So I was like, oh, God, I've got the batter in the tin now. Like, the batter's ready to go. I can't, I can't wait. What can I do instead? Couldn't find this bolt for love nor money. I obviously didn't look very well, but I couldn't find it. So I stuck the bolt through and then the little core bit wouldn't balance. It was too wobbly. So I I need to do something. So I got some tinfoil, scrunched it up around the nut, put some more underneath to hold it up so it didn't fall back through again and then squashed the core on my top. I thought, well, I'm cutting my top off anyway because I want it to be more 
sort of volcano shaped anyway, so I'm scooping out the middle, so it doesn't really matter if it touches yeah. the cake because I'm getting rid of that bit anyway. Yeah. Put it in the oven, did my washing up, and then as I was putting stuff away, I found the nuts in the oh, bag no. it had been in. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, it's such law, isn't it? <laughs> so I'm like, I can't take it out now. It's in the oven. How frustrating. Frustrating, but also a bit of a relief that actually I still had every bit of the tin. I just hadn't used it. Yes. Um, it worked okay. And the cake came out fine. I started off painting it and I preferred it painted, but yeah. I didn't finish painting it because I thought I wanted to overspray with some like greeny browns. And then when I did yeah. that, the painting bit kind of disappeared. So oh. it it looks a bit too blended for what I wanted, but okay. it looked less blended before I airbrushed it. Um, I found modelling the dinosaurs really hard because I hadn't really thought it through. So I modelled three of them. You've got a Triceratops, haven't you? Yeah, I've got a Triceratops, uh, a Stegosaurus and... That looks like a Diplodocus or something. Yes, Diplodocus, yeah. Um, yeah, me and my dinosaurs, eh? <laughs> well done. <laughs> or clearly your modelling was so good, I recognised it. Well, obviously, obviously it's a latter. Um, obviously. <laughs> I... Hadn't really thought this through, and lots of dinosaurs stand on two legs. But how on earth am I going to get these to balance on two legs? So I had to go for the ones that had four legs and then yeah. make them quite short because otherwise they just wouldn't have survived. Oh no. Did they have to travel far? Uh, about half an hour. Oh, okay. Long enough. And also, they were on the side of a volcano, so they weren't like <laughs> stable. <laughs> So, yeah, there was only three dinosaurs and then I'd bought a plastic T-Rex that I was going to make. And at that point, I realised I can't make this because it's very top heavy and I need to make it small. Yeah. Um. So she stuck the, di- the plastic dinosaur and the cake. It looked quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he, he loved stuck. it. He did. He did. He got stuck in the um, top of the volcano, the plastic dinosaur. There, I think there was a picture of that, but it looked quite cool. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, I've also been to uh, visit Arding Light. So that's where the Region 8 of the British Sugarcraft Guild are holding their show in May 2021. Oh, yes. Um, I'm the competition secretary. So I went back with three of the other people on the, I was going to say panel, that's not the right word, committee. That's exhibition it. committee, yes. Yes, exhibition committee. And we went back to visit the venue because we haven't been there since COVID just to revisit how big it is, where things can go, if we need to spread people out, if there are restrictions, what can we do to accommodate them? And that was really useful. So the show's definitely going ahead. We've got options of moving things to different places. So Yeah, we have a show coming in May 2021, which is exciting. That is very good to know and a relief for everyone in our guild, I think. (laughs) Yes, yes. It means we can all start working on our branch tables, which would be fun too. And I have done a couple of touristy things. I've been to the London Bridge Experience with my niece. That was her little Halloween trip. Oh, very nice. Um, Have you been there before? Uh, No. It's kind of a two-part thing. So the first half is a bit London Dungeons, so they kind of do... I'm going to say immersive theatre. There's an actor, there's a set, and then they take you through various different time periods in history that were at London Bridge. So there's a bit about Bone Seer, sort of Jack the Ripper's not really London Bridge, but they do that as well. Um, They do um, 
a bit about the bridge itself and what it was like, the Great Fire of London. There's a a woman who's like the keeper of the heads and she talks about how they like hand-drawn quarter people and prepare the heads to put on the spikes outside the tower, that sort of thing. And then the second part is the tombs experience and that's basically like one of the scare things that you normally get in most places on Halloween. Yeah. And you sort of go through this thing in the virtually in the dark and there's people and things that jump out of you. Ooh, okay. you, should I say yeah so that was all right and then um we went to I was telling you about this before a little event called the bridge which was really good fun actually it's a hip-hop jam um which pre-covid was under Hungerford Bridge at Waterloo and it's basically a little sort of street party it starts off with workshops in the day they've got uh DJs there's some like graffiti workshops, there's various different dance workshops, and then it kind of evolves into just a bit of a street party. It sounds like it's fun. really fun. Yeah, really fun. They had um, the Let's Jam competition there, which was a break-in competition, which was club-based pre-COVID. Um, so they had that there, that was outside, and the winner there won a couple hundred pound. It was Ooh, competition. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, really good fun. And I also went to go and see... The musical and Juliet with some friends from work. And that was really good. Very nice. Where, where, where was that? It. Um, uptown. <laughs> <laughs> it was near Tottenham Court Road. Mm, oh, okay. Quite, maybe Criterion Theatre? I'm not sure. Okay. A Theatre in London. <laughs> A Theatre in London, and it's called And Juliet. And it's basically Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. It's Juliet's story after Romeo. And it's a very much one for the girls, but a really good one. All the songs oh, are kind right. of modern, modern pop. We we'll say modern pop songs. There was a lot of Britney, Backstreet Boys, oh, really? that sort of era. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excellent! A lot awesome. of sort of girl powery songs. Uh, some Spice Girls and oh, right. It like. sounds fun. Yeah, it was very good actually. I would definitely recommend it. Oh, cool. Yeah, what have you done? So I finished my set of classes, my six weeks classes. Oh um, yeah. At school, teaching. Oh gosh, what did we do? We did a cat, a dog, a witch, a rabbit, a teddy character, a character. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so we so we did all of we did all of those. Because one week in the in the session, they rang me to say they didn't have anyone to lock up the school. So I had to cancel one of my sessions um, and we moved it into half term. Oh, this will give you a laugh. Mm. So in, in half term, they said, right, well, are you happy to lock up? Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I've locked up the um, the shop. Yeah. You know, How hard can it be? So, <laughs> <laughs> How hard? So I went into school to get the keys for the uh, main gate. Mm. I met with the the caretaker guy, the site manager, um, who talked me through uh, doing the intruder alarm. Okay. Although uh, there were two workmen working on it, so I didn't actually get to see the panel. But you know, they they're quite bog standard panels. So I'm like, okay. So he gave me the number and said, right, this is what you do. You just close the door and then they've got automatic gates so you get out of those and then you just padlock the last gate. He said, I will be, um, I'll be in school until four o'clock. So what I'll do is I'll just leave the main gates open so you can come in. Mm. 
um, I won't have turned the intruder alarm off so that you can go straight in um, and then you only have to lock it up on the way out. Sounds easy, doesn't it? It sounds too easy. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thankfully, I picked one of my um, one of my students up, went round to the school where the gate was already locked. You know when you think alarm bells should start mm. ringing? And it wasn't the easiest of padlocks. You know, I'm just thinking like a bog standard padlock. But no, you have to put your arm through the gate and kind of just back on yourself. And anyway, got in there, got through the second gate, go into the school. All the alarms start going off. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. He didn't actually tell me how to turn the alarm off. <laughs> I can possess it. And then, and then, you know, when you're like, um, where did I put the alarm number? <laughs> the alarm oh, no. number. Anyway, so I put in what I thought, because I'm like, okay, this is it. I'll put it in. And um, and it didn't go off. I'm like, okay, that's that's what. So then the alarm really starts blaring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're standing there going, so should we just wait for the police to arrive? <laughs> anyway, I had the phone number of the caretaker, tried ringing him, went to answer machine, huh? <laughs> um, but anyway, I found I found the um, the number that I needed, put it in, managed to turn it off. Thought I'd better, better text them because I thought, oh, I don't know whether it's going to send out a report, yeah. you know, to say that the intruder alarm had gone off. Well, anyway, it was sorted. We had a, we had a really good evening. Locking up was a darn sight easier. <laughs> um, so, so now I've just planned my next terms class. Okay. Um, uh, so we've got we're going to be doing faces. The first session we're going to do a man's face, mm. and then the week after we're going to make the body. So we're going to do it over two weeks. And we'll make we'll make a man. He's going to be standing up, and um, and then the week after we're going to be doing the lady's face, and then the lady's body, mm. and then we'll put those two together, and then we're doing it over five weeks, uh, not six, mm. um, because I've, I've got a concert that I'm going out. Erica, Ooh. I've got a concert that was on a, <laughs> that was um, uh, thrown over from last year. What concert's that? So. Um, I'm going to see Nightwish. Oh, nice heavy metal rock band uh, in London. Can't remember where. Seems going to be Wembley or the O2. I don't know. I'll just go. Okay. Um, but that just caused me problems because obviously I do Monday nights, and then I couldn't do that oh, last yeah. Monday. So anyway, um, we are uh, we're going to make Santa on the last night. Oh, nice. Um, Santa is causing me a few problems. Well, not Santa personally, obviously, <laughs> you know. He's a cool guy. <laughs> the actual session, because I wanted to make it longer, mm. uh, session, so we could do it all in one session instead of, you know, we would have done it over two weeks. I wanted to go in an hour early, so we had a three-hour session. Yeah. Um, but apparently it crosses over with some school uh, activities. Oh, okay. So concerned about security yeah so we'll see we'll see i said it doesn't matter we'll, we'll either i'll either do a couple of sessions from my house yeah and finish and make him or we'll do it at the school and see what happens okay um what else have I done? i've done i did the photo shoot at chatham dockyard oh how did that go oh it, do you know what in the end it was brilliant i say in the end i, t- I seem to have it, always have a story um, I can't say that it, it was really stressful actually organising 
the blooming thing. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's another that's another story. <laughs> that's a whole new kind of you know thing about doing photo shoots. So we so we had hair, makeup, the photographer, the bride and groom. Uh, we had someone send hair accessories, and we had um, stationery, and there was the obviously sorting the venue and the ropery at Chatham Dockyard. Yeah, and so we used some of their rope. And it was it was really good. We had to shunt a lot of um, stuff out of the... We were in a greenhouse, a Victorian greenhouse. Mm. And uh, we had to move a lot of stuff out and move a few large plants in. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They really were quite... Um, oh, I can't remember what the... The florist was there. Oh, you forgot the florist. Sorry, Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Um, so she bought she bought lots of extra bits, but you know she was like, "Oh yeah, well we want that one and we want that one." Anyway, it looked it looked beautiful afterwards, um, and I did blag my niece and her husband to be our bride and groom. Oh, lovely! What cake did you make? Uh, so I made a um, oh, minute. I forgot how many tiers it was. You know, it's four tiers, but the but three of them are double height. That's lovely. I love the rope. Thank you. Do you like yeah, the rope? Yeah, <laughs> I really like the rope. It, sets it off. So I'd ordered um, the frame from Bramble Sky. Mm. Bless her. I said to her, please, can I have it by this date? And uh, and she did. She was fabulous. Um, and I wanted, so I wanted to be able to, I've got this real thing about framing cakes. Mm. <laughs> so... I really, I loved, I loved that. So I did it all in ivory and then I dusted um, colours onto it and I wired up all like miniature roses. Okay. And had quite a lot. There was a lot of, um, so the so the leaves were very long on long ones yeah. and to give it a long kind of flowing kind of effect. Um, so yeah, really, really loved making that cake. I really love the frame. I think it makes a real difference, doesn't it? It does, doesn't yeah. it? It really stands out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do really like that. And then I had my son's birthday. Mm. So, of course, you can't not do a cake. They put up with me uh, terrorising the kitchen. So I just sent you a picture of his cake. All his criteria was it had to be chocolate cake. Yeah. Um, but preferably mixed with chocolate ganache. So it would become like cake. Oh, okay. I just baked a chocolate cake and then I actually had quite a lot of leftover milk chocolate ganache, which was fantastic. (laughs) So I conveniently, so it doesn't go to waste, I mixed the whole lot up together and just started modelling with it. Perfect. And turned it into an Xbox controller. Um, And so what I thought I'd do is I did a load of edible prints on the base of the board Mm. as well. Um, of games that he plays on the Xbox. Okay. And the cake lasted well, a couple of days. That was it. A couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've had our guild meeting. Mm. Uh, we had our first, oh, no, it's our second actually in person guild meeting, but this was our first demo. Okay. We had. Um, we had the lovely Natalie Porter from Immaculate Confections oh. come down. And do you know what? It was really, really nice. Um, there was probably about 12 of us, yeah. actually. I mean, Natalie's absolutely lovely. Yeah. And she went through. We talked about all of her colouring and stuff. 
and um, she she used her rapid rose cutter and made some berries and her um, autumn leaves. And it was really, it was a lovely evening. It really, really was. We had purchased a 32-inch monitor now. Mm. So we rigged up a webcam and connected it through the computer to the monitor. Uh, so everyone could see what Natalie was doing. Fabulous. And it's made a huge difference. I think everybody really, really liked that. Good. Oh, oh, I forgot this. I've actually, I did go out, Erica. Okay. Just the once. I went out. I've been to the cinema. What did you go and see? Um, well, this is for my son's birthday. So um, we went to see the new James Bond film. Oh, was it good? I quite enjoyed it. Um, I think I think I got mixed reviews from everybody that went. Okay. Some thought, you know, they, they'd seen better Bond films. Mm. But I quite, I quite enjoyed it. You know, there was the car chases, you know, the usual yeah. Bond stuff. You've reminded me, I went to the cinema as well. I saw Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. That was really good. Oh, my daughters went to see that and they really, yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really it. loved it. I thought it was very, very good. Excellent. Yeah, I really liked the characters. They were, I know Marvel don't do sort of rom-com type stuff, but it was nice to yeah. have a sort of male and female lead who were just, friends and who were both good yes. character not not good as in good and evil as in like complete characters yeah it was very good yeah, yeah. so should we go on to our what what we found that's new oh, yes why not do you want to start <laughs> okay um okay well if i start with um robert haynes yes um so his business is sugar flower studio and he has got a whole new range. This is what we actually we've been talking about this a few podcasts ago, I think. I think probably like uh, six months ago. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> he was talking about bringing out a whole range of edible colouring dusts, mm. um, which he has now done in collaboration with Shigarin. Um, and it's a natural range. I love the names that he's given them, like cool eucalyptus. Yeah. And, uh, things like that. Um it actually, it's quite a large, extensive range of colours he's bought out. It is, and I can see why it's taken such a long time to get to the stage he's at. Totally. I love <laughs> I love the packaging. Yeah. I love it, actually, everything about it is very classy. Yeah. And professional um, looking, and, but arty. It is. And there's sort of the two yes. different sizes of dust as well, isn't there? There's a smaller size, which is like the normal... Yeah, there's a big old... The normal... Big old pot. ...pot size, and then there's a sort of an extra large pot size. Yes, yeah. Um, oh, oh, it says the, the little ones are 10 mil. I've got that from one of the pictures. I don't know how big the big ones are. And we don't know prices yet. They're launching at Cake International, aren't they? So that's on Saturday, Friday, yes, Saturday this, this week. This week, yeah. yeah, so that'll be, what's that, the um, Fifth. 5th, 6th and 7th? Yeah, so there looks like there's the dust colours. There's some... Edible glue. Yeah, strawberry scented mm, edible glue. Nice. Strawberry scented. Yeah, I'm surprised no one's come up with that before. Yeah. Uh, now. And and some glazes. Yeah, and I like I like how the glazes are packaged. So do I. Very much so. Yeah. They're in pouches, yeah, aren't they? With a screw lid. It, like like the shampoo you get for holidays. So uh so he has a satin glaze a matte glaze mm. and a high gloss glaze mm. he's actually got them they're in um, small plastic containers of, as well okay so i don't know whether the idea is you refill oh, those maybe. containers 
Probably, actually. That's quite a good way to do it, though, I think. Definitely. Because it, it also cuts down on packaging and the cost of transporting it all, that if you only need to buy a refill, or if you've already got a bottle, then you just buy the refill and use the bottle you've already got. Totally. Um, so, I mean, what's he got here? He's, I'm just gonna. I'm just having a look at um, his uh the dust that he's got intensifier look rich burgundy cool eucalyptus um they've also developed a variety of subtle green luster shades to enhance the back of certain leaves for example blackberry and rose leaves um so he's got the strawberry scented blue everything that he's everything that he's done is kind of based from nature yeah yeah these are dusts for sugar flowers aren't they Yes, I've had yes. A... and it's what he specialises in. So you, you kind of, you know, I've got very high hopes. Yeah, for these. I do. I'm quite excited by these. I've had a quick look. There's one pitch he's posted, and it's got like a little colour chart of the entire range of colours, and I think there's 65 colours launching. Yeah, I'm just. Oh, do you know what? I was just adding them up as you yeah, were saying that. Yeah, there's five in a row, <laughs> and there was 11. Yep. Rows. One, uh, one, two, three, four, Thirteen. Oh, 13. Okay. Thirteen. That is, yeah, that is right. Sixty-five, isn't it? 50, yeah. Sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah. And the range is amazing. Mm. You know the color, the color range. Yeah. There's a lot of subtlety yes. in there, and I think I like it. Yes. Yes, I like it a lot. I am just hoping that they are edible in the UK. Yes. Uh, because they've obviously developed abroad. Yeah. Um, but then, if they're going on sugar flowers. Um, and if you're doing kind of wired sugar flowers, then they would be removed from a cake anyway. Yeah. So I guess we'll wait and see. We yeah. don't know either way on that yet. Yes. No. Fantastic. Um, and the other thing that I've got is the Sugar Flare uh, new oil-based colours okay. that they've produced. Um and I think we were kind of saying before, I, I do, it does make me slightly irate the uh, Sugar Flare um, Instagram page. Mm. It, it, I found out that there's 13 new colours um, and they're vegetarian, vegan, and kosher, with the exception of violet. Okay. However, it does not tell you, if you don't know, it does not tell you what you can use them for. It does not tell you what all of the colours are. Um, and then you have to go hunting yeah. to try and find out. I mean, to be fair to Sugar Flare, they don't sell direct, do they? They they supply to no. to shops who then sell or to businesses that then sell. So you think they might want to promote their stuff though? Yeah. Um. So yes, I guess they can't they can't put necessarily put a price on because you know the businesses might sell them for a different yeah. Uh, for a different price, um, I think they're about six pounds. Uh, five twenty-five for thirty milliliters. Yeah, and there are four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, 13. 14 colors. You've got fourteen. Yeah, there's four rows. This is on there. Four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. White's one oh. of them. Are they not including white as a colour, maybe? I don't know. No, I'll tell you what they weren't including. They weren't including the violet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Vegan okay. And, yeah. Although there's violet, there's also another purple called Heather, which is obviously vegan. So there is a purpley option. It's just not the violet one. Uh, well, that's good to know, because if you need that kind of colour. Yeah. 
Um, and the other thing that I've seen on their page, which again, um, I've not seen, and I would have thought actually, with the whole titanium dioxide fiasco that's potentially going on, mm. uh, would have thought that this might have been a bit more highlighted. Yeah. Was they've got a rose and gold rose, uh, sorry, a gold and rose gold titanium dioxide free powder pumps. Mm. So they're all obviously starting to think about this. And to produce stuff which is titanium dioxide free yeah. in the event that it gets banned over here. But again, it's not something that I've seen, you know, anywhere. It was only because I was scrolling through their Instagram page. Yeah, I don't understand this packaging. It's in a which packaging? A powder puff pump thing. Right. Why would you want to pump out dust? Like, well, wouldn't it just go actually, everywhere or is it is it like pumped out at force so it's like a manual version of a spray can or is it just instead of like tapping something out of a pot yeah well i've got i have got one of those i think mm. or i've got a pump uh somewhere and which i don't actually use that much to be fair um and it was you need to hold it above the case yeah and pump and yes it does go everywhere okay um, but it gives quite an even distribution if you hold it above. If you point it directly on the side of your cake, you get this poof and, and then a splodge okay. where it all comes out and then distributes so you get a you know a definite dot of it, yeah. which you probably don't want. But if you pump it above, then it kind of goes in the air and settles. Uh, okay, okay. So it's more for like a sparkly, lustery finish than a sort of a solid yes. colour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has its pros and cons. Um, you do you do sparkle yourself. <laughs> In fact, the entire kitchen sparkles. Using it. <laughs> As with many sugar craft activities. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then the, the other thing that I found was Rue Strand has produced a couple of face moulds. Okay. So there's a male face mould um, and it's got two uh, two two faces on it. Um, and I think, I'm not quite sure, uh, but I think that one was more of an adult male and one might be more of a child. And the same with the female. So they're retailing at nine ninety five, um, and they're approximately four centimeters by three centimeters. So I'm assuming four centimeters high by three centimeters wide, um, and two and a half centimeters deep, um, to be used on figures that are around six to eight inches tall. Okay, I like that they've given the size. That's useful. I like that they've given the size, and I also like that. She's done a little tutorial on YouTube okay. on how to use them as well. Oh, that's good. So they're very, it's very, you know, easy to use. So if you're, if you're not um, into making your own faces, then, you know, it's a, it's a good place to start and go to. Yeah. Um, but obviously, um, in order to make them, you know, they're going to they're fit with your figure. You obviously need to be making a figure that's six to eight inches tall. Although it does say, and with a lot of these things, is that if you're going to do like a cartoony type character, then your proportions don't necessarily need to be exact. 
because a lot of faces are have been you know are made bigger than the actual character yeah itself. that's true yeah and she's known for faces and modeling isn't she so it makes sense yeah 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 what have you got Erica? um there's something i forgot to mention which i've just sent you a link to <laughs> so we normally have a little chat beforehand to make sure we haven't got all the same stuff uh, another launching at Cake International, Karen Portileo has got her edible sculpting chocolate launching at Cake International as well. Also, in partnership with Sugarin. They're getting big, oh. aren't they? It says extremely right. blendable, smooth, heat-resistant sculpting chocolate launching at Cake International. Ooh. And it looks like there's an ivory, a white and a brown chocolate made from real chocolate, finest quality edible sculpting medium. So I guess we have to wait until Friday to find out exactly what it looks like, how much it is, all the rest of it. But that's oh. quite an exciting thing because, again, that I'd imagine that's something that she uses a fair bit. Yeah. Um, we've also got Squire's Kitchen have got some metallic cocol colours, that's C-O-C-O-L. Uh, these are the ones that you can use on... For chocolate, yeah, um, they're individual, or there's a set of five minis for $9.99. And the five colors you've got a silver, a doesn't actually say what they are, it keeps scrolling past the picture, which is annoying. I would say <laughs> it looks like a gold, silver, bronze, a rose gold, and something else bronzy. <laughs> <laughs> Go with that. Yeah. Um, oh, no, sorry, list them. Silver, gold, oh, copper, no. yeah, silver. Rose, copper, rose gold, and silver, rose gold. Silver, rose gold? Yeah, I guess it's a whiter version. And you get five 18-gram pots. I've used these before, but not the metallic ones. I've used the warm and the cool ones before. And you basically microwave the pot in the microwave until, obviously, until it's liquid. And then you can pour bits out or dip your brush in or whatever. Yeah, and they set back again once they've cooled, and then you just microwave it again to when you next time you want to use it. Oh right, mm. and they worked well. Yeah, it seemed to. Yeah, and nine ninety nine for five. That's not too bad. Eighteen grams. I think that'd last you a fair amount because you wouldn't be coating it for decoration, so for like painting with. Or you can buy a seventy five gram bottle in one color for I think six forty nine. But I'd say you're unlikely to use that much. Yeah. I know they look quite good. Mm. Uh, we've also got Cake Stuff have got a range of stencils by Edwin Weimer. And these are one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, nine of them. And there's a variety, uh, there's no real theme. You've got some animal ones, balloons, clouds, stags, Union Jack, tulips, sea life, like this, you know, they're various different things. But they're made like the airbrushing stencils, so they're made to be layered up. So you've got a background and then some detail bits that sort of overlay and you spray them. So I'm, I'm assuming they're mostly for airbrushing, but I guess you could you could do other things with them if you wanted to. Um, they seem to be around £12 a stencil at the moment. Yeah, it's two different sizes, isn't there? There's an A5 size, which is 11 95 Yeah. I've got, and oh, then A4. there's an A4 size. Which is thirteen ninety five. Yeah. 
So he's, he seems to have done them both in two sizes. Mm. So I guess like one is what more cookie size or top of cake size? I don't know. I guess it depends. Like maybe A4 you'd be for like your double height cakes, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I guess it depends. Okay, I've just I've just gone on to uh one it was just it was a bit obscure and I couldn't work it out. It's called Cloud. Yeah. And um and they've just he's just gone round the side of the cake and yeah, it must be airbrushed. Yeah. And just used it. Actually it does look really effective. That reminds me of so it used to, one of the stands at Cake International used to be airbrushing sensors, but for like motorbikes and cars. That type of yes. thing. And that reminds me of them. So it's a stencil, but it's a freehand one. So you've got lots of different options on the edges. So you don't use it as one big piece. You pick an edge, a bit of an edge, and you use that. And then you use a different bit of an edge to kind of build up your shape you want. Yeah. It's one of them. So it looks like a load of rubbish, but actually they work really effectively and you get a really random natural looking pattern. So there's them. And I've also got a cake and cookie planner. They've got a new, well, not that new because one of them was Halloween and that's obviously gone. <laughs> Cake and Cookie Planner Autumn and Halloween stamps. So there's an autumn set which includes autumn harvest fruits, leaves, foliage and more. And you've got a Halloween set which includes uh, sprinkles, skulls, pumpkins and the like. So if you've got the digital Cake and Cookie Planner, these are the 3D Oh, includes 3D painted stamps. That's quite cool. So, yeah, these are the, the digital option for Cake and Cookie Planner. Where can you get those from? Um, that will be Cake and Cookie Planner. You know, buy them direct, I believe. You can buy them direct? Yeah. Um, I just Googled it and I, I've got the Cake Craft Company, but it oh. hasn't got the uh, the ones that you were just talking about. No, I think, I think you're probably better off going direct to Cake and Cookie Planner for them because also they're a digital option, so they've not got a penny postage. So yeah, that is a roundup of everything. Lots of colours this month. There are. Yeah, I th- we were talking about this and we feel like everyone's trying to do exactly the same in terms of colours. Everyone's trying to do everything. I'm not sure it's necessary. And I think it also means it's very confusing to know which ones to pick. Mm. Let's move on to our topic, cool. shall we? Let's take a little break first. This month, we've decided we're going to talk about our books, and um, I've realised that I've got so many. However, Erica, have you been delving into your selection of books? Yes, and I also have so many. I've tried to be good over the years and get rid of the ones that I know I'm not going to go back to, because obviously, as you progress and learn things, there were things that previously you had to look up, but they like, yeah, I know how to do that, and I know I'm not going to go back to that book, but... I still have a lot. <laughs> so we thought that we would actually decide what, well, what our first book was. So yeah, what was, what was the first one you bought, Sam? Well, I can't, I can't actually remember which was specifically the first, but I have two here that Same. I. Yeah. <laughs> so it's either going to be "Celebrate with a Cake" by Lindy Smith. Okay. Or it's going to be 50 Easy Party Cakes by Debbie Brown. Ah. Uh, It could be either one of those. Um, I'm kind of erring towards Debbie Brown because I would have done um, cakes for my kids. Yeah. Um, But what what about you? What have you got in yours? 
Well, it's interesting because mine are totally different. So I started off doing sugar flowers, didn't I? And it's either yeah. simplifying sugar flowers by Alison Proctor. And I've kept this book because it's the only one that I know that's got dianthus in it. And it's also got um, cyclamen. Okay. And it's the only book I know that's got cyclamen in it. And it's a really nice, actually quite modern book. It's It was obviously very new when I bought it. Yeah. Um, I think that might have been the first one because I was, as I said, I was doing sugar flowers first at college. But I also know that I got very early on the International School of Sugarcraft book book two. <laughs> so oh. these were the ones that were basically the City and Guild's um, yes. syllabus pretty much in book form. Yes. And it took you through so many different techniques. I think there were three books. One was beginners, two was intermediate and three was advanced. But I know I got the book two at a rummage stand at a bit, either a BSG exhibition or Cake International on the Sugarcraft Guild stand. Um, they have a rummage area, which is all like yeah. secondhand stuff. And I, I think yeah. I got the book for like a pound or 50p or something like that. <laughs> I might have done a very similar thing, but I've got book one. I have you. And I, yeah. I know I didn't have book one. I had the blue one book two, which was quite beyond me at that stage. But I felt it was useful because it covered a load yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And their bikes on quite high profile people. I had to look it up online. Yeah. to um, find out who it was by. And it says, uh, book two, oh, book two advanced, okay. Principal teacher Nicholas Lodge, teachers yep. and Barber, Lindsay John Bradshaw, Anne Smith and Cynthia Venn. And it's oh, got a right. picture of a royalized cake with a collar and some flowers on it. Okay. Well, this, mm. this well, see, I'm going, I'm divulging. I'll come back to that one. I'll come back to okay. that book. So I guess, I guess everybody's first book will be dependent upon where they start in the life of making cakes. Mm, yeah, um, absolutely. And because and mine all started from doing my kids' cakes. And I'm just flicking through. This is like a trip down memory lane, actually. Because mm. I think I actually created so many of Debbie Brown's cakes in here. Um, <laughs> she's got, I've actually still got post-it notes in the book. Um, from when I used from when I used them, so I'd made a uh, she had a cute chick, and I'd done that. <laughs> she had a spooky tower, and I remember doing that. For <laughs> this is basically a compendium of all your children's cakes over the it past is. over the early years. It is. I've sent you pictures of my books. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, yeah, but do you know what? Because they were they are done so simple if you yeah like. but very effective and they're oh achievable aren't they goodness. they're absolutely amazing she's got cake quantities yeah which is really really helpful so for every single cake that she's made in this book she's got what you need so what size tin you need and she's actually got how much self-raising flour she's got plain flour butter caster sugar and the baking time yeah. You cannot you cannot go wrong. It's got you everything know? you need, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um so yeah, that was definitely one of mine and the other one was good old Lindy Smith. Um and I remember actually doing one of her cakes as well uh for my mum and dad's 50th wedding anniversary. And it was all it was a white cake at the base. And then on the top, I'd swirled round with um, royal icing. I don't even know whether I've got, still got a picture of this. 
Um, mm. And then you just uh, do like a royal icing design. Uh, you like fill it in, but it's not, it's textured. So you don't have to feel oh, pressured okay. into making it look nice. But it's yeah, got all yeah. golds and stuff. And then in true Lindy style, it's a massive, great, big um, display on top, like a, a heart burst on the top coming out. And then it's okay. then it's putting like some uh, a kind of gold wire effect around. So instead of ribbon, you just twirl this wire around oh. the cake uh, several times to layer it up. Yeah, um, that was, and it came out really well. So all credit to these guys. the The information and the way they put it all across um, is absolutely fantastic for when you for when you're starting out. And you know you really don't know. You're clueless. You don't know where to start. Yeah, these books are amazing. Mm. There's a reason why everyone had a Debbie Brown book, isn't there? Because they were absolutely fantastic. Kids cakes. Yeah. She, oh, she's a whiz. Absolute yeah. whiz. Yeah, I've got a Wallace and Gromit book. I've got a number of her party cake books, and I've made quite a few from them for family uh, in yeah. the early days, and they all came out brilliant. In fact, I think that was the first cake I ever made was from one of her books. And oh, it was really? a Snoopy and Woodstock. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I will have to try and dig some um, some old photos out. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from our uh, first bought books, what's yeah. the latest book you bought? I think we've bought the same one. The one yes. tier party cakes from Lindy Smith. Yeah. <laughs> After we interviewed her, we bought her latest book. <laughs> yeah. But but on top well, on top of that, I did I did put on my Christmas I don't know whether Christmas list include in counts. Okay. So I've also got Natalie Porter's um Sugar Flowers, book one. Oh, that'd be good. Um which is yeah, it is really good. And I tell you what, it's colours again. She's mm. so good with her colours. Yeah. Um, that you can just refer back to this, you know, looking at the colour wheel and going from, you know, going around the colour wheel and see what matches and what goes together and what doesn't and that. So, yeah, I I kind of, I love that. And, of course, the Lindy one that we both yeah. got after we interviewed her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the oldest one you've got? So this is the book that was published the, long, the longest ago. So, well, that is going to... Go back to see so who we can hear is rummaging around with all these. I know, bash, bash, bash. Of, yeah. Of us, yeah, running out of space on the table. Well, the one that's got the oldest date is the International School of Sugarcraft, book one, and that's 1988. Oh, um, I've got one that's a year old. Well, I've got one that's definitely a year older, and one that I'm not sure whether you'd count that, that I own or not that's definitely older again. <laughs> Go on, what's that? Uh, so my oldest book is Writing in Icing by Mary Ford. Right. And that was from 1987. Wow, yeah. So I was definitely not doing cake because I was still in primary school at that stage. Um, <laughs> but it's honestly, it's a really good book. And it's basically a book of different font. And it literally goes A to Z in uppercase, A to Z in lowercase with a row of numbers. There's a row, there's like a few pages of embellishments. The beginning yeah. shows you how to hold a piping bag, how to how to pipe straight lines, curved lines, how to flood. Yeah. And then after that, it is just pages and pages and pages, so you can hear me flicking through, of piped fonts. And some of them are run out, some of them are really fancy and embellished. There's some 
some words. I mean, the cakes are obviously quite dated because they're not 1980s style. Yeah. But the content's flipping amazing. And then at the back, it's got a little, like, quick reference guide to all the different fonts in the book and what page they're on. I'm just going to, do you know what? I'm going to flick through and I'm going to take a video so you can see because I think, I'm sorry, I'm leaning back away from the microphone so I know this is going to (laughs) be terrible sound-wise, but I'm going to start flicking from the back because otherwise I can't hold my camera and do it. Do you know what? It's actually, it's, it's, it does bring back a lot of memories, kind of going back through a lot of these. How they used to make roses. Oh my goodness. Like a yeah. little pillar. Um, wow. Oh my goodness. Are the piped ones yeah. on the pillar, you mean? No, no, no. No. Um, what have they made them out of? It almost looks like marzipan, doesn't it? Like them. Um, Oh yeah, they are sugar paste, sugar paste, and marzipan roses. There you go. Okay. Um, well, right, I'm going to send you a video that I've basically talked through. <laughs> <laughs> Going, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Because well, I think you need to see this book to understand how good it is. Honestly, I know it's very dated, yeah. but the content in it is just incredible, and I don't know why no one else has done it i mean maybe there's no need to and i know it's not a book you find very often oh yes do you know what it actually is really hard to find those books yeah oh, look. but the embellished ones i think are just so beautiful it makes you wonder why we haven't actually gone back through our books there's, there's so much that, we could actually... <laughs> that was so well timed because that yeah was me on the yeah. video wasn't it yes it was <laughs> <laughs> It was spookily uh, so in, in time that I didn't know whether it was you, where it was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I really love this book. It's If you can get your hands on it, if you do any kind of piping, it is so worth it just for inspiration. Because even if you're laying stuff out differently because, you know, that's gone out of fashion now, it's just so such a goldmine of information that I just don't it think is. is anywhere else. Yeah. Well, yes, and it's stuff that we should refer back to, actually, because actually yeah. most of most of what you want, you'll find. Okay, you can tweak it up to um, up to date, but yeah, yeah, there's there's so much of it on here. Crikey. Yeah. Okay, so that's so that's one. But I've got another book. Do you know what? I think people give me these books. Um, <laughs> I've got the art of sugar fl- uh, sugar craft sugar flowers with Nicholas Lodge. Oh, I've got one um, of them coming up later, <laughs> but a different one from the oh, same right. series. Oh, actually, this says uh, 1986. Oh, really? Copyright, yeah. Oh, um, come on, let me check my one then. Maybe mine's so, yeah. older. <laughs> Suddenly realizing that they come from the dark ages. Oh, this is 1987 as well, but I'm having that as a most used. So. Oh, okay. So. Mm. And I'm not even sure how much I've actually looked in this book at all. But now I'm flicking through it, I might go back to it. And So what was your oldest one again? Sorry. My oldest one was uh, the International School of Sugar Art. Oh, okay. One. Yeah. One. yeah. Um, although, saying that, this one might be a year younger. Um, the Sugar Flowers, Nicholas Lodge. Oh, my goodness, there's a picture of him. Oh, he yeah. does look like a boy. 1986, yeah. 1986 is this one. Him and Alan Dunn in their first books must have been about like 19. Yeah. They are so young, yeah. 
I would say this is really good to go and play. <laughs> Everyone should do this, shouldn't they? Yeah. Go back and look through your old books and see what you <laughs> Okay, so that's that's that one. That is fantastic. Um, and then what have I got here? I've also got, so I'm getting it carried away now, Classic Cake Decorating by Rosemary Wady and Carol Hanslick. Okay. Um, and this one... Oh, this one's later. This one's 1996. Oh, that's, um, that's almost that's modern way, in comparison. It is almost. <laughs> <laughs> but the design's inside. You wouldn't think so. No. Um, oh, look, there's little... Uh, I think they're pandas. Um, okay, so there's lots of uh, ingredients, like um, oh, gattos and classic cakes. And then there's some royal icing in there, um, piping flowers. So there's lots of there's lots of tips. I probably wouldn't go to this one quite as much. It doesn't have this, this might be on my recycling recycling pile. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't float my boat. No. Well, the other book that I've got that's very old that I don't really have is the one the Lambeth method of cake decoration and practical patisseries. So I don't have the book, but I went to go and see it at the British Library in their reading rooms because you can take pictures of as much of it as you want so I have a photograph yeah I have a photograph of every page so well not every page every page that interested me which was like most of them but not the not the actual book yeah but this is the one with the absolutely incredible pressure piping in it yes I vaguely I remember I remember 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 Yeah, if you want to see amazing royal icing, the borders, the pressure piping, if you think Eddie Spence is good, this is like next level. Yeah, honestly. It's it is very 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 comprehensive. I'm not sure it necessarily shows you technique, so I think you'd probably need to know how to pipe and how to pressure pipe and it's more like this is a way you could put it together. Is it a book that you can still get hold of? No. Oh. No, it's been out of print for a very long time and there's only a handful of copies left. So it was published in... Did I have a picture of that page? Uh, Well, the date in the library is 1960. So they've had it in the library since 1960 and I think it's from like the 50s and 40s. Wow. Wow. But, yeah, it's very, very old and it's enormous. There is some colour photography in it, but not very much at all. Okay. But yeah, it honestly is the, the pressure piping is just phenomenal. And it was it is that Lambeth style of cake with all the swags yes. and you know all the yeah, buttercream built up. Amount, yeah. But it's the pressure piping is the bit I don't know if you can even hear me because I've got the book in front of me while I'm talking now. It's the pressure piping is the bit in it that I think's absolutely incredible. Oh, fantastic. Mm. So what's so what's that? That's your oldest. Um, I think that's my oldest one, but it's not really a book, is it? Because I don't really own it. But no, it is a book. I have photographs of most of it. Yeah, it's got to be mentioned. <laughs> so what's what's your most used book then? I think my most used book is the Art of Sugarcraft by Nicholas Lodge. This is the lace and filigree one. Right. 
So I think this is my most used because it's got a lot of templates in it. And I do know I have you gone back to use these templates before because there's some really nice off pieces, just little okay. like swirly shapes, oh, yeah. um, like lace pieces, basically. Yeah. That I've used templates before. And I know I've tried to pipe in chocolate. That was a disaster. Um, using some of their things before. I know I've used some of these templates for brush embroidery before. So I think because of the amount of templates in it, yeah. it's that book that I've gone back to again and again. I was going to pick one of the Lindy Smith ones because I used to go back to that when I used to make a lot of fruit cakes and use her cake recipe. Yeah. But it wasn't really the whole book and I haven't really gone back to it for quite a long time because I haven't really done fruit cakes lately. Whereas yeah. this one... I, I do still use and I do still go back to and that again was another bargain one um that would have been another like 50p rummage job oh right if you do find any of the little art of sugarcraft books they're very worth picking up they're like a4 size but half width so they're long and slim yeah 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 what's your most used one well I have two can't have one can I have to have two no <laughs> so my two that I use is Modern Sugar Flowers by Jacqueline Butler. Okay. And The Squire's Kitchen, which I love this book, uh, Sugar Flowers, The Signature Collection by Naomi Yamamoto. Oh, I love her work. It's stunning. It, do you know what? I use it so much. There's actually a wire sticking out the top of the I have that to mark the pages. <laughs> well, I must have been making something out of it. Um, I, I do find that some of the, um, I'm not, not necessarily these books, but I do find some of the flower books, they kind of skip. I think it's when you when you do it yourself and you make it yourself um, and you write it yourself, sometimes you can miss elements. Yeah, um, and skip and it, steps. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily make sense. But these... These I absolutely love. The pictures are stunning um, and the step-by-step -step instructions are really, really good. Mm. Uh, and I've made quite a few flowers from both of these books. Although I do have, I also have the uh, Sugar Roses for Cakes by Tombie Peck, Alan Dunn and Tony Warren. Oh, I've got that in one of the bind-up ones. And I was debating <laughs> one of my Sugar Flower books, but I don't think there's one I go back to. It's just a range of all the yeah. Alan Dunn books are things that I will reference again. Because even yeah. for inspiration, if I want to do a competition, I'll sit and go through all the books and be like, oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. And like pick out the elements that I want to include. Yeah. Yes. The, the, yeah, I've got a couple of Alan's books. Sugar or sugar orchids as well. Yeah, I think I think that's the one I've got. So I've got two of his like they're called bind up books where they've got two books in one in a paperback and it's cheaper than buying them separately. Yeah. So one of them's the roses and orchids, and then one there's another one, but I can't remember what. Okay. Okay. So have you got a book that you would recommend? I thought long and hard about this, and I think the book that I would recommend is The Art of Royal Icing by Eddie Spence. Just because it's so comprehensive that it covers every technique and you know that it's been done by someone who knows what they're talking about. I know it sounds really disrespectful to everyone else, but you know he's mastered all those skills to a very high level yes. and teaches them frequently. Um, yes. And the photography is just really clear because it's quite a recent book as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think that would be my, if you're going to buy a book, yeah, that's I, probably the only royal icing book you're going to need. 
that book that book sits on my bookshelf and the outer cover is torn where I've taken it in and out of the bookshelf so much yeah so the Eddie Spence book is an investment it cost me 35 pounds and you're unlikely to get it for less but it's huge and it's got everything in it you know if you invest in something like that you don't necessarily need to invest in something Mm. what have you got for your your recommended one it was really hard but one of the books I go to and it's a lot about recipes actually Mm. is Zoe Clark's book oh I've got some of hers they're really lovely aren't they yeah I chic and unique wedding cakes yes I've got that one and it's I can honestly say I've tried and tested many, many of her recipes and they've been fantastic and they taste delicious. Um, But she's also got, I mean, there's a lot of contemporary designs in here and everything that you can pick up and you can transfer and use. But it is one that I think, even if you don't want to do just wedding cakes, um, Mm. you can take elements and you can use in celebration cakes you know, she goes through cookies as well. So there's a lot. It's it's quite comprehensive to go back through. They're stenciling. Um, so yeah, that's that's my that's my one that I think I would I would recommend. I really like it. Mm. I do really like that book actually. I found the recommending bit quite hard because I think I what I thought was what would I rebuy if I didn't have an, if it, if all my books went away and that is one that I would definitely rebuy. See, I would recommend the ones that I use most because yeah. obviously I use them most. But I wanted to pick an, another one um, because, you know, otherwise, you know, they're, they're all going to be the same. But I, I yeah, yeah, like I say, <laughs> yeah, they are. There's just so many. I, mean, yeah. I think I sent you a picture of um, my <laughs> set of books. Stash. That, yeah, it, and it is quite a stash. Um, and I don't yeah. think that's quite exhaustive. I've got a feeling that I might have some upstairs as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite scary when you actually think about how much we spend on books oh i know and how much we reference them uh you know there's ones that i would go back to time and time again and then there's ones that kind of have sat there and i've only just pulled them out because of this podcast yeah i've got ones like that as well and i think that actually those are the ones that i need to get rid that i have in the past got rid of i've looked at them and gone yeah. there's a couple of nice things in there but actually i've never taken this book out i've had it for seven or eight years yeah. and i actually know how to do all the stuff in this i just it i don't need it no. even though I, lo- I think it's lovely i don't need it and they're the ones that i've passed yeah. on it's really quite sad really i i hate getting rid of books I'm quite attached to books, but I are you? Think, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I love them, but I think that I might actually have to um, let go of some. Yeah. Say. See, I'm not. I'm not a book person. I find reading really hard work, so my books need to have lots of pictures. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've got lots of pictures. It's got to be appealing. It's got to be yeah. appealing. But I think that styles. There's some that I've got um, where styles have changed so much. Yeah. Um, that actually I could probably move on from those. Yeah. And, and I don't have such an attachment to them. Whereas some, mm. you know, sugar flowers, I couldn't let go of. <laughs> couldn't let go of any of my sugar flower <laughs> books. No, I um, couldn't either. And I've, I I want that to fall back on, but it's not something that I'm going to reference every day, is it? It's yeah, something that. No. And I'll tell you one other book, which isn't completely, it isn't a, um, a, a cake book at all. Mm. Uh, but. I have bought the new flower arranger. 
and it's I've it's a bought that it's a, before. Have you? It's a florist yeah. book, but it's absolutely fantastic for referencing putting flowers together and putting colours together. Yeah, so we do flowers in sugar, but you know, to go to a floristry book, yeah, absolutely, and, uh, and reference stuff is really, really helpful. Oh, mine's not actually a book. I bought a magazine. Oh, okay. For similar reasons that, yeah. you know, it gives you ways of... I think with a magazine, it's probably a little less expensive than a book. Yes. But also you can get a more modern, like, what's in now sort of... Yes, yes. ...take definitely. on things. Yeah, definitely. But um, I'll tell you what, the front page of this reminds me very much of... Um, uh, who was your one to watch before? Maggie... Austin. Maggie Austin. Yeah. I'll send you a photo of the front cover of the book and I think you will um <laughs> you you'll see where I'm coming from. Uh, <laughs> but it it does it does remind me very much of um her work. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Completely. <laughs> maybe, she, maybe she's got this book too. <laughs> maybe she does. <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of ones to watch, does that bring us on nicely? I think it does. That was a good segue, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Almost like we're professional now. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so who's who's yours? Um, this month I have chosen The Caking Girl. So that is all one word. It's T-H-E-C-A-K-I-N-G-G-I-R-L. And this is Joey, who is a cake artist from Toronto. And... Her Instagram is kind of a mixture of things. So if you go right back to, not, you know, not the beginning, but if you scroll right back through the months, there's an awful lot of cakes and things that she has made. And she is an incredible artist. Like she's made watches, she's made sushi, she's made all sorts of character cakes, models of people that look exactly like them. Like she's amazing at what she does. Um, And then in the last few maybe since lockdown, I don't know, in the last few months, year maybe, it, her page has sort of transitioned. Um, she's had a child who is now three, who started off being her assistant, I think. And um, now in one of her posts, she says, I'm now her assistant. I think this is truly the case. <laughs> <laughs> I think her she's child, taken over. <laughs> yeah, her daughter Ellis, she's three. She is incredible. Like, amazing her skills are just like she's competent enough to have her own business literally she's three years old she can bake cakes she can stack them she can buttercream them she can scrape the edges and put the fillings in she can model she can make sugar flowers she's too good to be true (laughs) yeah she's just amazing but very cute and very childlike in the every three-year-old that bakes would do something and then pop one in their mouth that sort of (laughs) (laughs) I love that absolutely yeah they're very sweet together it's very inspiring it's lovely um the work she does what both of them do actually is fantastic and I'm sure Joey still is actually taking orders because there are a few of her cakes as well um they're on TikTok they're on YouTube they're on Instagram they're on Facebook and it's all the caking girl. I think YouTube is just Ellis's cakes. And you really do need to take a look at what this child has in, has made because quite frankly, yeah, they're better than most 
adult beginners and she's three years old so <laughs> she's she's brilliant yeah <laughs> she makes they both are and... it's really heartwarming isn't it to watch them. yeah it's yeah she's very sweet she's obviously not been pushed into it it's something that she enjoys no. doing and it's just really nice to see a child really confident in their abilities yeah and happy making their own decisions yeah so she's watched mom and she's picked it up and she's brilliant yeah yes. yeah yeah and I can see, like, you can see from her mum's work, it's, honestly, yes. her mum's work's amazing. It is. She's obviously is. got a very, very competent tutor. She's very talented, tutor. isn't she? Yeah, very, very. Yeah. Lots of hard work gone in there. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that's my one to watch. So, if you want to be cheered up by videos of a cute, very talented, hardworking little girl, go and yeah. check them out. So, it's The Caking Girl, and that's Joey and Ellis. Fantastic. I am following you her got? now. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so mine is Sweet Karma, a art cake design. Can't wait, I'm just finding her again. Uh, so this is Beata, um, who I'm just trying to find. Oh, is she in Poland? Oh, her, her Instagram handle is... Slod, right, it's S-L-O-D-K-A. K-A-R-M-A. So, yeah. Slodka Karma. Sweet art. That's all one word. Yes, it is. Um, so, her page, I'll tell you what I like about her page. It's so, obviously, it's so coordinated and um, mm. it's all very black and white. Um, and I just hashtag wafer paper and I found her. And what she does with wafer paper and the um, what, and rice paper is just out of this world. So you'll yeah. find pictures. It's almost as though she's got the same cake or very very similar style of cake. It's just a very tall or there's a or two tiers. She's got um, tall white cake, and then yeah. she's just adorned it with uh, wafer paper or uh, rice paper, just in very in different ways. Yeah. Um, so she's got a beautiful one that's got um, like angel wings. Uh, she's she's called it um, where it's very feather like, um, and then she's got very sculpted ones where the wafer paper just swirls round the cake. And she oh she has got some that have got a bit of colour further down. Yeah, um, but I think I think it's evolving to be just white yes. on white, isn't it? Which I think is actually really stunning and really effective. Very elegant, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely elegant. Oh, I believe she's from Poland. I think, I think so. Um, I think that's her PL, isn't it? Poland. That's yeah. It. I love the way it's all on a blackboard. Mm. She's got like a little tag, a brown tag, like a gift tag. Yeah. She's got her details, her name on. And then it's just this white cake. And it's inversed, isn't it? The back, back The backdrop. So you've got a black, black backdrop up the back on a white surface and the yes. board is black and the cake is white. Yeah, just shows it off, doesn't it, beautifully? Perfectly. They're very sculptural and pretty and honestly, they're so imaginative because they're all so different. I know. You wouldn't have thought you could this. come up with so much, could you, with white, just white on white, wafer paper, rice paper. Yeah, uh, and have such a different effect on every mm. single one. Truly, truly fantastic. Yeah. So, so yes. So that is Slodka Karma. So it's S L O D K A K A R M A. 
and uh, and it's Sweet Karma Art Cake Design um, from Bieta. Perfect, absolutely perfect in every way. Yeah, two say. very different, two very different ones to watch, but both equally inspiring in completely different ways. Yep, love them. Love them. Go check them out. Yes. Oh dear. Right. So, well, that's it for this month. Again, the time has flown by. It has. We would love it if you would leave us a five star review. Um, as always, we will put the links in the show notes below. You can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies, and we'll be back on the 8th of December with a new episode so we'll speak to you then bye bye